everybody, and welcome back for another episode of The Overlay, a poker podcast brought to you by Chicago Charitable Games, better known as CCG Poker in beautiful Chicago, Illinois. Also brought to you this episode by Paramount Social Club in Houston, Texas. Hey, Brando, what's going on? I love the Chicago love. Oh, uh, yeah, you know me. It's actually nice weather now, so I feel much better about saying the beautiful Chicago because it's been so what, shitty. It's 60 out? You can yeah, just say I can beautiful say it. Chicago? It's like, it's like perfect outside right now, which is amazing. Yes. It's not always that good. Uh, so some big news. I don't even want to do like funny jokes or like that's as funny as I'm going to get because uh, some kind of uh, big poker news happened on Monday, right? Yeah. Doyle, yeah. Doyle Brunson. The uh, the godfather of poker, as they've been coining him lately in all the articles that I've been reading about him, uh, passed away on Monday. Quite sad. Do you know on our Facebook page for CCG Poker, like I always do a Monday poker article? Yep. And like if it's a good article, like that Robbie thing that happened at Hustler where the Jack Force cheating scandal happened. Yep, Robbie Lou. That, that was like a super popular article and kind of controversial, right? They got like... 2300 impressions what do you think doyle brunson passing away how many people noticed that article well based on 2300 being popular based on the fact that it's just got to be higher than that mm-hmm. i'm going double 5200 yeah it was almost like 5000 which is like crazy um to think about but i think that kind of goes into the whole idea here that he really was the biggest most recognizable poker player poker pro on the planet yeah for for everybody and and and, and the idea being is it's like generational right like my dad right, still knows timeless who, like, yeah my dad knows what... who doyle bronson is my grandfather knew who doyle bronson was i know who doyle bronson is my wife even's like oh i know him i'm like yeah exactly she doesn't play any poker yeah i mean he's one of the few handful of guys you can just pluck out of the poker community and and the general population would be like Oh yeah, I've at least heard of him, seen his face, know that I don't really know anything about him. Maybe that his favorite hand was ten deuce or you know something like that. But but um, yeah, he's pretty uh, pretty pretty sad news. First of all, eighty nine though, eighty nine. I never I never feel too terribly bad when somebody who's eighty nine passes away. I mean, it sucks. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Nobody wants to die. I want to live forever, like the Highlander. But you know, eighty nine, you lived a good life. I, I'm I'm okay with that. I mean, just the fact that he was still able to get into totally. the Bellagio and, and still and playing and play into his late 80s, I still mean, playing high just, stakes games like at Aria the, recently. The Nosebleed. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I I would love to play those games at any point in my career, let alone at uh, <laughs> I think that's 88. The, I think that's the other testament to Doyle Brunson is that there were never any stories. Now, if they're true or not, who knows? But there were never any stories about him going bust and, like, playing on other people's money or, like, he is a true, like, red-blooded American who made it from the 50s until now. I don't know if 50s is right, but... 50s is right. He played in the 50s, and you said earlier before the podcast, played in the 50s in backroom card games in Texas where there were, like, guns on the table. Like yeah, being like a professional you got poker cheating, player, you're getting blasted. Your arms get yeah, not like yeah. you're out, or like they break your thumbs. Like you just like disappear. GG. You just disappear. You're just gone. Right, like Doyle Brunson dead at 21. Not <laughs> right, not. you're just gone. So I find it incredibly, you know, 
it goes to how good of a player he was to be able to go all of that time and be a professional poker player grinding out games for that long is just it's beyond amazing. It gets wild. And 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 let's talk about the fact that all of these stories that I'm reading on Twitter, I mean, th- there's not one person that doesn't I mean, the dude had buku bucks. Right. I mean, self-made from the poker table from a literal life of gambling. Mm-hmm. You know, he never screwed anybody. He never, no. you know, borrowed anybody. You, you, you see guys that those were, stories always come out. Like, doesn't it, matter what it is. When you're on, there was people that were on top of the world in the 2004 when when high stakes poker, and they're they're gone. They've been busted three times. I mean, think of Jamie Gold. Think of these guys that like uh, they run up 12 million, the guy from, relevant for a few years, and they're gone. Who is the guy from Darien, Illinois? He had, like purple hair. Yeah. I know. Don't even know I his forgot. name is. I can't even remember his name. Right. But he's a flash exactly. in the pants compared to uh, Doyle Brunson. He won like back-to-back bracelets one summer yeah. and everybody was coining him the best. Yeah. The next Doyle Brunson. Yep. Uh, he was born in 1933. It's crazy. Yeah. So 50. So but you were saying the, the idea that not only was he able to be in the poker community for that long, never seemed to go completely bust where like he had to borrow beg or steal or sell his name or do anything weird, you know, like start Doyle's donuts or some shit. Um, so to, to stay for that long, to be able to never go broke in that time frame, at least to the point where he had to quit, that doesn't ever seem to have happened. Uh, and then also to not have really anybody out there that he has wronged in some way or had a, bad story or anything and not have any negative stories out there. Like it's great. Like you would still get a couple, like I guarantee when Phil Helmuth goes and I'm not wishing him any ill luck or ill health in any way, shape or form. There's going to be a lot of people on Twitter, bad mouthing the shit out. I'm like, he was an asshole. He's a jerk. What a jag off. Blah, blah, blah. Like, doesn't matter that, you know, uh, let the dead, li- you know, live kind of thing. Like that doesn't seem to have happened. Right. No, it, yeah, it doesn't seem like that at all. And um, one of the Twitter stories I just kind of want to dive into because you'll appreciate, they were saying that back in the 90s, he was playing golf for a million dollars a hole. <sighs> Jesus. And you got to remember, 90s might even be pre when he was at his richest because there hadn't even been the poker boom yet. Oh, there no. hadn't even been the online, oh, no. the Doyle's room. Online di- no, online didn't exist. I played Everybody Doyle's room for a long time. Everybody that wants to play with them in the back room of Bellagio, all the Chinese businessmen. I mean, that stuff all happened from the time he was 65 till 85, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're looking at, you know, you, you lived a, he lived a whole life before that. He lived a and, whole and, life of poker that is worthy of a movie and a story and to be written about before any, like, that's before yeah. pre-1980. Like just yeah. hear about seventies Doyle because he wrote Super System in what what year seventy eight seventy eight. So I mean he he wrote Super System in seventy eight, which arguably if you were going to ask about a poker book that would be the the most important uh, or at least the most recognizable. And I keep thinking like general public wise, like he has crossed over from being a poker famous to like actually being outside world famous where people recognize him that don't even play the sport in which he's involved in, right? Kind of like a 
I hate to say Tiger Woods, but like there are people who know Tiger Woods that have no idea about golf, and they just they just know that's Tiger Woods. He plays golf. He's awesome. He's really good. You know, there's people who don't play poker, and they're like, oh, that's Doyle Brunson. He's really good. He's like the best. And you got to think of the eras. It's like Wilt Chamberlain somehow like still being like relevant today. Like there's been so many people that have pa- not passed them up, but you know had greater accomplishments done. The, the whole games change, you know, and like Doyle almost went through all that. He went and played the seven card studs uh-huh. and then he went and played the limits. And then like, as soon as it crossed over to no limit, he was like a pioneer ahead of that. And and now he still played all the mixed games. Like the biggest, I just, it's, yeah, it's like almost like it's legendary. Crazy. Like it, well, yeah. it is legendary. I guess that's the point of it. It's just, it's very neat to think about it. Cause you're right. I didn't even think about that aspect. The span like is he so was big. Inducted into the Poker Hall of Fame in '88. No. Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. So he's already a Hall of Famer. He should have poker's even cool. He should have two. He should have yeah. two Hall of Fame notorieties. Be like, all right, here's your Dude. Hall of Fame career from your birth till '88, and then we're gonna start over at zero, and you still qualify for a <laughs> Hall of Fame, um, Hall of Fame record. Even after that, you know, or like a post, a post poker boom, double hall of fame. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, especially when mixing and gambling, like you look, I'm just keep on quoting the NBA, but like you look at Jordan, he had his issues. You look at Kobe, he had his issues. It's hard, hard to find some of like the, you know, Tiger Woods, they all have their issues. There's always something you can like pick out and, you know, you know, make them imperfect or make them less than, you know, desirable in some situation. You mix Doyle with gambling, which is arguably probably the slipperiest slope of all those slopes. And nobody has a bad thing to say about them. It's pretty incredible. That's like, that's almost worth more than the accomplishments to pass away. And you have a thousand people on Twitter all saying cool stories and nobody being like, that guy sucked. He was the worst. One time he, he borrowed 5K from you know, he's yeah, never had dodged me in my whole life. To be in this kind of world, in this gambling world, and not have any kind of like, you know, drinking problems Blanish. or drug tr- problems or money borrowing look at problems. Stu Unger. Or just like a, a, just Until... a jag off, you know? Not that Stu Younger was direct, but you, Stu Younger had tons of addiction his problems. Vices. Yeah, it is vices. It kind of ruined his, his career. He could have had a much better career. He could have had a Doyle Brunson career if he'd have been. A better person in the sense of no addictions to drugs and alcohol. Never seemed like Doyle got into that stuff. Now, granted, no. we we know him. Um, you know, I'm. But 40. that's why I dug deeper. I was looking for. Yeah, stuff. I couldn't find it. We know him a little bit. He was an old man in the 2000s when I was really starting to play poker in my my early 20s, and uh, like he kind of just looked like an old sweet grandpa kind of guy. You know, that's what I thought. I was like, he was old when I was 10. Right. Watch I guess poker. when he had his wild days were when uh, he was playing in Texas in these backroom games, and you were literally a, ra- a rounder in the sense that you would drive around to all of these different games. How the hell did they set these games up? Like, how do you play in a home game that long ago? Were they just, like, underground games? Like, I, I don't know. Where underground was actually, like, dangerous to play in Under- now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or then now it's like man, whatever. Like it's 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 mildly dangerous, and it's certainly not as good as say playing like charity poker or a club in Houston or uh, a casino. And there are people who like that kind of gritty underground nature of the game. 
you're never 100 percent sure if it's if it's real or you know yep there's always there's always going to be your doubts in the underground games and this is in 2023 i couldn't imagine them 70 years ago yeah so another interesting thing um 10 bracelets obviously yep um Back-to-back main event champions, 76 and 77. When was the first main event? See, now you're you're quizzing me on stuff I don't know. Sorry. It's okay. I'll look it up. But, you keep going. Uh, you, you, yeah, you type. I'm going to talk. Um, but Super System came out in 78. And I think it's kind of crazy that, like, he just ships back-to-back main events and then, like, reveals his kind of strategy to everybody. Like, that was kind of big. That's huge. Like, people, you know... People, when I say people, they're good sources. They're professional poker players. They all have a blue check mark on their Twitter. But like, even like Dan Underground, it's like the guy was so good that he could tell everybody how he was beating them and then still beat them for another 40 years. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, 1970 was the first. Oh, wait, hold on. Nope, never mind. Let me look at this again. Since 1972, the main event, WSOP, has been the $10,000 buy gnome at Texas Hold'em tournament, the 71 buy-in was five grand and the inaugural 70 event was an invitation with the winner determined by a vote from the players <laughs> the fuck does that mean you know what we should have a csop you know what? Yeah, main Doyle, event and we're just gonna vote on who's outed. the best player that seems a very conducive way to pick a winner are you kidding me right. that takes the luck out of it johnny moss won though there were only seven entrants I guess in you just 70? play and see what happens. Johnny Moss won the second one. Then you got Amarillo Slim, Pudgy Pearson. What a great name. Johnny Moss again. Sailor Roberts. So good. And then Texas Dolly, two years in a row. 76 and 77. And no shit, I kid you not, he won his main event in 1976 with... I'm listening. I'm on the edge of my seat. Ten deuce. Ten deuce. Wins the 1977, the very next year, with? Ten deuce. Ten deuce. I didn't know that's why it was his hand. I just thought it was a hand that he liked and he goofed off with. Like, you know, oh, whatever. no, he won two main events with it. I, I didn't mean, know he I'm won two main events back to back. Man, if I was I'm Texas Dolly, I'd just jam it all in every time I had ten deuce. Be like, I'm in. Ooh, what would you say in all of the WSOP last hands main event winners, one with a hand, what do you think the best hand, the best hand is? Like the the, the biggest. Like the best possible hand? Yeah, like the, the highest starting hand. What do you think the highest starting hand is for the last hand of the main event? It's pretty all recent. Right. Yeah, ace-queen? No, way better. I don't know. Way 20, better. 2019, uh, Hussein Ensign. Ensign, yeah. That's what I said. Ensign, yeah. He won with Pocket Kings. Uh, then earlier, you've got a 1983. Tom McAvoy won with Pocket Queens. Those are the best two hands who have ever been the last hand of the Final table. There are Stewie Unger won with an ace queen suited. And also in here, I see an ace king. This is really cool. I never knew this. Ryan Reese in 2013. A lot of middle pocket pairs. Pretty cool, though. Back to Dolly. Um, super interesting. Man, I had a quote I wanted to say. It was like, 
He's like, I got three rules. I, I miss. I shouldn't even say because because I don't even know. How, I only know one third of the quote. He's like, I got three rules in the poker table. Never play. Never play with somebody who's named after a city. Nice. Which, and, so and true. That. That's all I know. Oh. <laughs> There's two thirds. But you said Texas Dolly, and it made me think. He's like, he's like named after a state. Yep. States are fine. It's the cities you got to worry about. Like the yeah. Cincinnati kid, you worry Cincinnati about him. Kid. Yeah. Texas Dolly didn't want to burn his bridges anywhere. It's probably chapter three of Super System. Never play with somebody whose name is like Pirate, Pirate Paul, Paul the Pirate. Sailor Jerry. Yeah, Sailor Jerry or, you know, Texas Dolly. That seems like a bad name. Nobody, nobody, no nice guy who's a shitty card player gets a good name like that. It's just like Ken the Fish. <laughs> you know, like that. that's a guy you could play with. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon so the punter. Brandon the punter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fourth and nineteen. Brandon. Fourth and nineteen. Yeah. It's first down, Brandon. What do you want to do? Ah, fuck it. Let's punt. Let's just punt. Let's punt. We've only been in this game for twenty minutes. We're down eight bucks. Boo! Punt. Eight thousand gone. Yeah. Um. So a couple of his quotes. I mean, I'm looking at his quotes. Um. In order to be a successful gambler, you have to complete have a complete disregard for money. Very true. I think a lot of people say that, and that's a hundred percent true. Because you can't think poker of poker is money. war. People pretend it's a game. Go ahead. Can I? We go back and forth a little bit. Yeah. The key to no limit is to put a man to a decision for all his chips. He's so famous that his line actually gets into the greatest poker movie of all time, um, Rounders, and they treat him as a king, as like the better than the godfather almost like a poker god where it's like man all the money they hide is in super system he reads super system they talk about super system they talk about texas dolly they talk about i mean it's it's very cool i think it's neat uh now he did say his mentor was johnny moss that's awesome yeah it's awesome is johnny mean, moss much from... older than him i'm curious i mean keep going ah i don't know google it um it. you know there's dang that, it there's that one quote he had, like on the full tilt uh, or, or poker after dark, he's like, "You don't get old. You don't. You don't quit playing because you get old. You get old because you quit playing." That's pretty true. He, he never quit playing. Got old. He never he's... really got any older. Never looked any yeah. older. Yep. Oh wow, Johnny Moss was was born on May fourteenth, and uh, Doyle Brunson died on May fourteenth, twenty twenty three. That's wild. Yeah. Um, so Doyle Brunson was born in 1933. That's what you said. Yeah, 1933. His birthday's coming up, August 10th. 1933. Johnny Moss was born in 1907. So Holy he was he was much older. So yeah, it would have definitely been like a mentor, um, you know, kind of student, you know, a little um, di- much different. I didn't know that they were that. I thought they were closer in age. Yeah, they, that's just because we just see them as old. Yeah, don't true. realize there's actually twenty. Nobody sees the difference between eighty and sixty when you're twenty. It's so true. Uh-huh. Doyle Brunson looked so old when I was fifteen. He was really only sixty. Like he lived a whole another twenty nine years, my whole life again. Crazy. Huh. I mean, yeah, it's just no. There's no way around it. That's kind of a big loss for poker. It is. I mean, to lose an icon like that and nobody really prepared or or eligible to kind of fill those shoes. um, Yeah. 
you know, I mean, because he's the only one still relevant from that time frame. Yeah. Like you now pass yeah. it on to like that, Phil that, Helmuth. That old guard 50. is gone, and really, Phil Helmuth. He he, you know, I, don't get me wrong. I like Phil Helmuth. I think he's great. I think he's good for the game. He he plays a character, and it works well. Um, you know, it's kind of like those guys that play poker, like a Todd that just gets you under your skin to throw you off your game. That's a game plan, and it works. And Phil Helmuth is extremely good at it. And he wins more money by pissing off other players. It's great. You know? Doyle Brunson didn't need to do that. He took your money with a smile, and you probably gave it to him happily, and you were like, oh, this guy's what a sweet old man. <laughs> yeah, and I think he kind of changed the game. He was kind of the first one that was, you know, like, fearless. Like, he understood that, like, you have to, like, especially back in the day when I think people played so tight and you know, to the book, as we say now, like, I feel like he might've been one of those ones that was in the seventies and eighties, like just putting in three, four five bets on the river, like in limit, uh-huh. like knowing that they have to know I have it, but he's really just fearless. And like, I'm willing to just show you my busted flush draw here if you want to call, but, but, but you know, I got it. So just fold, you know, that was like kind of against the grain back then. I mean, yeah. obviously nowadays it's, it's become, the norm sure but you know 50 well, years ago he might have been the only guy doing it and i was just reading i also find it incredibly cool that brunson authored super system which is widely considered one of the most authoritative books on poker originally self-published in 1978 so he published it himself super system was the book that credited with transforming poker by giving ordinary players people that just played at home with their buddies on poker nights um it gave them insight into how players such as Doyle Brunson played and won um, so much that Brunson believed that it cost him a lot of money. Oh, 100%. It cost yeah. him millions. And then there was an updated revision of Super System 2, which came out in 2004, um, that had a bunch of like Bobby Baldwin, Mike Caro, Dave Skolansky, who wrote tons of poker books, Chip Reese. Uh, all of them kind of uh, you know added to it as well. Um I think it's cool. I love the fact that in 1978, this poker player, you know, just gambler, uh, just decides I'm going to self-publish a book. I don't know. I think it takes stones, and it's really, uh, it's that's awesome. I, I love that idea in general. I just think it's really cool. Yeah, last uh, one of the last stories. It was um, Alec Torelli, who's he's a coach now and a pretty well-known pro. Um, it was like 2007, and he was playing 1020 at Bellagio. And uh, he's like, Alec Torelli was like, I don't even know if I was 21 yet. Like, I played in the Bellagio from 17 to 21 with a fake ID. He's like, I just ran up a million dollars on full tilt. Like, I just got my my bankroll up. And, um, you know, one of the floor mans came up to him and was like, hey, uh, Bill Brunson and his entourage are here, and they're looking for another player because they're kind of short. Uh, Doyle noticed you that you you know you might be one that wants to do it, and Alec Torelli's like you know this is my big shot like I just spun up a million now I get to play in the back room. He's like I never even played in the back room, let alone with Doyle. And he's like sure I'll play. And then uh, to his delight, he gets back there. It's Doyle, three Chinese businessmen, and they want to play two hundred, four hundred, no limit. <laughs> in 2007 so alex Trolley was only the fifth player in a five-handed game and alex is like yikes i only brought like you know 25k on me and this is before the days where you can just 
you know, wire. And I mean, right. I guess there was no electric. You had to actually was, have the cash on hand right, or get a marker a from the casino. More, yeah. And uh, Doyle just throws them like five twenty-five k chips and is like, right, I'll go halves with the kid. And then Doyle and uh, Alec just ended up winning all the money. <laughs> That's great. Like, those are the situations that Doyle gets to be in for being Doyle. You know, you got businessmen that just want to play. They know you're good. They know you're a pro, and they they want to play against you. Yeah. You kind of sits there and beats them all up. You're kind of okay with the fact that uh, <clears throat> that you're going to lose, and uh, people just want to be a part of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, you want, you're going to tell me that if Michael Jordan's like, let's play one-on-one for $100 a game, I'll be like, I'm in. Yeah, just because I want to say I lost. <laughs> yeah, let's play. I'm in. I want to. I want a miracle one bank three, and I need to say I scored on you. That's worth however that's much it. I'm going to lose. That's all I want. <laughs> you know those business guys probably just want to scoop one pot, one bluff, one hit a flush draw on them. Gamble, you know, they're just gambling. Well, I thought that was a pretty cool story. It is ends up inv- inviting the twenty year old kid and then buying half his action, and then they soak the whole table. And you know Doyle was like, I just got to find a fifth person here to play because these business guys don't want to play four-handed with right. me and that three. So we got to find somebody in the Bellagio that wants to play 200-400. Yeah, which doesn't happen very often in general. Correct, correct. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my Doyle brunch and spiel. Very cool. Uh, it's a sad day. I think, um, you know, the poker... I, I'm... I'm Interested to find out, you know, what kind of like in memoriam, memoriam, what's that word? Memoriam, maybe? In memoriam. In memoriam during the WSOP, what they'll do this year. Um, it was also kind of wild too. Like when I when I when you had texted me, I went I immediately go to Twitter to kind of figure out what's going on and, um, you know, what should we call it? Uh, like Todd Brunson, his son had like. T- he, he tweeted out he was like you know don't kind of chill out because he's like my mom doesn't even know yet it was mother's day too yeah oh, i didn't realize it's, it was mother's day it was it was sunday yeah. mother's day and he's like my mom doesn't even know yet i saw that tweet and yeah we were on twitter at the same time it's crazy yeah. pretty wild pretty wild um well thanks for listening as always make sure you follow us on twitter at the overlay pod if you're in the houston area come and check out paramount social club a long-standing uh sponsor of this podcast as well as ccg poker the main sponsor the uh the show that does it all or the events that do it all uh we got the free roll coming up in chicago that'll be kind of fun uh, we got a Titan final table that's coming out. If you haven't checked that out, if you haven't watched Pat's game on YouTube, CCG Poker TV, search that on YouTube. There's some wild shit going on in those those games. Yeah, um, those games are awesome. Other than that, as always, thank you for listening. Come and see us at an event soon. Brando, ship us out of here. Farewell, all. GG Doyle. GG.